Let's do it. Bill, bring us in. Can you fucking believe it? I can not believe we are actually here. 23 podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's only taken us fucking 48 weeks to do 23 podcasts. <laughs> Isn't there a song, 99 Lines About 42 Women? Oh, God. You know what? Actually, speaking of that, my brother hates that song with a passion because my uncle always used to tell him the line, hey, what was it? Uh, Pick up the key, Lee, and set yourself free. And my brother's name is not even Lee, but it sounds like Lee. Yeah. And yeah. So, wow. We've digressed already. We're freaking... 45 seconds into the podcast. Yay! All right. We're so, already off topic. Yeah, yeah. But are we ever on topic? I don't know if we complain so to be much. digressing if we've never gressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've never gressed. Dude, seriously, we never have. <laughs> okay, so... Um, it's a point. Yeah. Well, it's a valid point. <laughs> okay. So, um, yes. Anyway, welcome to uh, our podcast, which uh, <laughs> apparently is going way off track already. Um, this is going to be a podcast where we are going to be extremely random, as if you couldn't tell already, because the only thing that we could honestly come up with this week was that. There are a bunch of movies that I had been re-watching that Phil hasn't seen in probably, what, did you say 20 years? Yeah, probably since I was uh, somewhere between, say, 7 and 13, I've seen these movies. Yeah, okay, so we're going to do this podcast as a then and now podcast, or as Phil put it before, a then, or a now and I don't remember podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So if you hear a preponderance of Amos on this podcast, I really do apologize because I may be the only one that remembers what we're talking about. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, so you'll just hear a lot of, mm-hmm, yeah. oh, mm. oh, really? I forgot, yeah. And how did that make you feel? <laughs> and then I'll break down crying and say that my dad never treated me like that. I, shot, I thought he should. <laughs> um, okay. Well, geez, uh, this is going well. Yeah, maybe we should reclassify this on iTunes into <laughs> therapy or something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Phil and Amos' personal therapy hour. Exactly. If you want to hear our demons, tune in. <laughs> anyway, there are so many. There are so many, and they come out on every podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> but also, I think this may be a, a, a fairly trailer-heavy <laughs> podcast, because I went in and watched more or less every trailer that was available on Yahoo uh, about a week ago. Okay. So... <laughs> I may be talking about a lot of po- or a lot of trailers. <laughs> you know what? Keep on topic. This is this is this. Uh, I'm gonna shut up now. Okay. Never mind. We're doing well, this well, a little bit late. Let's 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 do. Uh, <laughs> it's Amos's bedtime, so we've got to bear I'm with him. I'm semi-retarded if, if, right if, now. If you hear a little bit of snoring, I'll, I'll gently yes. nudge him. Or just throw something at me. That's fine. Either way. <laughs> that sounds much more fun from my end. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. To get you like one of those Nerf pistols. <laughs> like, Amos, shut up! Or Amos, wake up! Ow. Okay, focus. Okay. All right. So, uh, 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 I love how you just made the sign of the cross. I hope we get through this. 
Uh, how does that Catholic thing go? North, south, east, west. Uh, testicles, spectacles, po- wallet, and watch. watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Spectacles, testicles. I think. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. So, what was the of all the trailers you watched last week? What was the best? What made you go? <laughs> Damn, I want to see that. You know what? You're gonna laugh at me for this. Yes, I will. <laughs> It honestly was a Tron Legacy. Well, but we already talked about Tron Legacy. Yeah, but I hadn't actually, like, I mean, I had seen the trailer, like, part of it. Uh-huh. And it was weird, because when we talked about it before, I'd only seen, like, the first half of the trailer. Uh-huh. Because I saw it at work, and I thought I'd get in trouble, so I, like, clicked <laughs> off of it. And if anybody that I work with is listening to this, which is stupid, because I put my freaking... Uh, website address, which by the way is uh, podcastmachine.com slash 1492 on my Skype that I wor- use at work. Okay. So, everybody at work, love you! You're the best! <laughs> anyway, you listen. anyway, so uh, I, I had only seen like the first half of it. I hadn't seen the whole like uh, the, the motorbike uh, whatever they call them, the bikes mm-hmm. scene at the very end. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, that scene right there, I was like, okay, that's awesome. I'm going to see it. And, uh, I mean, it looks pretty darn good. I'll give you that. And it's... I said it before on a previous podcast, but bringing back Bruce Boxleitner means a lot to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, the, and Jeff Bridges and, um, yeah. you know, the, whoever the hell that kid is, I don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> no, it looks cool. It really does. It looks like... Uh, honestly, from the trailer, mm. it looks like they really tried to bring the spirit back of the first Tron yeah. with, you know, the the weird looking foot machines that like settled down and then, you know, shot at people and whatever. Uh-huh. And then also the suits and all that stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I mean, I, I thought that they did a fairly good job of trying to blend the old and the new. Indeed. All right, and then so moving on to the next trailer. Yes. Oh, and plus, by the way, uh-huh. in Tron Legacy, there's some chicks with really tight clothes on. That's right. I think we discussed that last time, that the first Tron might have been a touch homoerotic. I don't think we discussed that, but I think we both thought that. I think we actually did. Did we? Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Maybe I was. Maybe that was a late night one, too. <laughs> um, but... No, I mean, I, you know, I was like, they, they made a point to be like, hey, there's girls in this. I know. You know what I mean? In the trailer. Uh-huh. It's yeah. not just for fanboys. <laughs> yeah, really. There's actually girls in this. They may <laughs> be reality, weird, weird and European and flat-chested. They may look like guys, but I promise they're girls. <laughs> You'll be able to tell. Um, I hope so. Bazing! No. no, don't give me that. That wasn't a bazing moment. No, it wasn't. <laughs> might have been a kapow moment. It might. It probably. It was probably a badinch moment. There you go. Okay. okay. So anyway, any trailers you've seen? I, I watched the Robin Hood trailer. Really, I don't know. I uh, my adoration of Ridley. I will go see it. Yes, and uh, you know what? Mm. My first thought on that trailer was that. Uh, Phil's gonna love this movie. <laughs> and you know what? I was, and, and my second thought was, I'm gonna hate this movie. Why would you hate it? Because for one, it's the same goddamn movie as Gladiator. And? That was a good movie and you liked it. 
I was not nearly as big a fan of Gladiator as many, many people were. Oh, whatever. Oh, what? Okay, we're not going to argue on this podcast. <laughs> this is a love fest. If we prove nothing else in this podcast, it's a love fest, dude. Right. Okay, uh-huh. whatever. Anyway. anyway. So, so anyway, my, my thought is I watched it and I thought, wow, it looks great. You know, I'm so happy Ridley's back to doing these big epics like this in Kingdom of Heaven. And to go on the record, I think I'm the only person I've ever known in life who uh, liked Kingdom of Heaven. Um, but, uh, but and, I, and you know, I appreciate that he's back to doing these things, making big, beautiful movies instead of G.I. Jane, which I like, but is not very Ridley. Um, or Black Hawk Down. Yes, or Black Hawk Down, or Hannibal, or, you know. Yeah, uh, that, that wasn't even a Ridley Scott movie, to me. Well, technically it was. was. <laughs> technically it was. But you know what? Mine's the only opinion that matters exactly. right now. Cool. Okay, so. Um, Good lord, but I, I watched take it, the ego down. And I watched it, and I had the feeling in the pit of my stomach that it might be as big a failure as Kingdom of Heaven was. I think... I think you're right, actually, because it could be either, well, see, here's the thing. It, I, it can't be another gladiator. It will not be another no. gladiator. Uh-huh. It will be the, like, third-rate gladiator, Probably. in my opinion. And I, I am not blaspheming against uh, Ridley. You know, uh, Gladiator, honestly, for Ridley Pictures, is not one of my favorites. I, I, well, okay, but in the sense of that it hit a nerve with people. Right. And, you know. Uh-huh. It was, it, was the, it was that time period I met a lot of, you know, patriotic Americans who, who liked that picture. Well, sure, but at the same time, too, it was something that even though you hadn't seen in a while, uh-huh. like... It, it, it sort of resonated with people because they had seen it before, right. but not for quite a while. Right. It was like the resurgence well, of the, the Western in like sort of the early nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the first sword and sandal picture since like sixty nine. Right, exactly. And like I said, it was sort of like the Western thing in like the early nineties, the yeah. first part of the nineties. Well, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. And so, and in fact, I remember that the story was that. When they first brought Ridley the script, he said, has my career come to this and threw right. them out of the room? Right, exactly. But with the Robin Hood thing, I think what they're going to try and... What, what Ridley Scott is going to try and do with this, mm. the impression that I got from the trailer... Yeah. And keep in mind, this is what, a two-minute trailer yeah. or something like <laughs> that? So I can't go into it in too <laughs> in-depth. But I think what they're going to... I think what he's going to really try and do is make Robin Hood into sort of this, um, you know, super conflicted, uh, I wasn't meant for this, but I was thrust into it kind of thing. Right. And for me, and this is just my personal opinion, Uh is that I'm not sure if Robin Hood is the right subject to do that with. Why? Because I'm choking on my own um, smoking. Um, because uh, because Robin Hood was always the 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 guy that you know he he felt this nobility to uh, protect the innocent and the poor and all this stuff. Right. And uh, I what just just occurred to me literally as I was saying that was that okay. You got Batman. You can make the Dark Knight from Batman. Right. 
So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But at the same time, in the trailer, it kind of looked like Robin Hood was almost like Braveheart. It, it had those echoes, that's for sure. Uh, and, you know, we'll have to see. You know, I know some of the, the true... It's like... To me, it kind of reminded me, uh, you know, when they came, when they claimed that uh, that Antoine Fuqua King Arthur movie was the true story of King Arthur. I'm like, well, not really. Well, but I, the thing was though is that I never actually saw King Arthur or whatever. But um, there's the, there's this movement to make everything so dark, you know, like yeah, you know, and I don't really, I think that honestly. And call me whatever you want to call me. But if you're going to make a Robin Hood movie, maybe it should be somewhat sort of heroic. You know what I mean? Right. You don't want Robin like Hood. Like the last one. I, personally, I would consider the... I mean, there have been some damn good Robin Hood movies. Uh, uh, you know, Errol Flynn and uh, the Disney Robin Hood sure. is, is great for what it is. And uh, the king of them, though, for my... Uh, tastes was the Kevin Costner one. Sure, and you know what? He was heroic, I, and he had a he had like the bad guy who was just totally a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was you know he wasn't some conflicted soul. He was a bad guy, yeah. and then the, he met he rescued Maid Marian and whatever. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the story that I want to hear. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to hear that. Robin uh, Hood was... I mean, it's true. I mean, there's a big movement in Hollywood for oh, more than recent times of, of anti-heroes rather than heroes. Sure. But see, I'm not sure if that's what you really need in a Robin Hood movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm not saying that that can't be a good story. Yeah. But at the same time, there are certain things that you sort of need in your quote-unquote heroes <laughs> in a movie. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay, we'll, well. see. I don't. I'll, I'll certainly be there with bells on. I've, I've, with, I've never missed a Ridley movie. Oh, I know, I know. Believe me, I know. Um, but it, for me, it's like Ridley. Uh, I the, the thing about Ridley Scott for me is that it's he's so sort of uh, he goes back and forth between like the Black Hawk Down mm. and the Gladiator. Mm. It's almost like I don't know whether I should like or dislike him. Like, I know I do like him. Okay? Mm. Honestly, probably 95% of the directors in Hollywood are much below his sort of standard or whatever well, you, know, you want that's, to say. That's what I remember is, is uh, Russell, Clo- Russell Crowe was making The Insider when they approached him to do Gladiator. And he said... Um, that essentially, he went to Michael Mann and said, hey, you know, uh, should I work with this guy, uh, Ridley Scott? You know, it's, it's a sword and sandal picture, and they haven't been making those in a while. And, and Michael Mann immediately said, do it. My, um, Ridley Scott is one of the top five shooters in Hollywood, and you, and you need to work with the guy. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I really can, because honestly, he... Do- Tell me a movie, and <laughs> I'm, I'm asking a very biased uh, <laughs> source here, but <clears throat> tell me a movie that he has made that does not look just great. I can. There you, really? Yes. I was just about ready to say, there you go, you can't do it. <laughs> really, which one? 
Um, for me, I would have to say, well, it's his most um, plain movie. And it was because he'd made so many big and broad, uh, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, whatever movies that he reacted to it and made a very plain movie in the mid-80s called Someone to Watch Over Me with oh, Mimi with Rogers. Mimi Rogers. Tom yep. Yeah, Tom Berger. And Berger's. it's just not a great picture and it doesn't even really look a lot like a Ridley picture. Well, but okay, mid-80s though? I mean, you're that's that's a kind of a stretch. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised that we are switching positions here. I'm like, <laughs> he's a, Well, he's, no, I I love I love Ridley <laughs> to death, but I'm aware of his flaws, you know, uh, Someone to Watch Over Me ain't great. And um, G.I. Jane has some serious stylistic flaws to it. Um, because, you know, for the most part, it looks like a Ridley movie. Well, actually, it doesn't look like a Ridley movie. It looks like a Tony movie. Yeah, for and sure. And then at the end, he'd never shot a bit a big action scene, and it just fell apart on him. And it looks ridiculous on screen. Yeah, it does. You're, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I have no argument with anything you just said. Um, the, I think what sort of happened where for me, it was like, uh, okay. And we've, I've gone on record as saying that I'm a huge Tony Scott fan. Right. I think for me, I gravitate toward that super like extreme. For whatever reason, I just gravitate toward that. Well, hello, you know Michael Bay fan. That's what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> but um, the the suit like the extreme like man on fire kind mm-hmm. of thing and yeah. the domino, oh, you know, domino's too far and man on fire is too far for me. See, man on fire is like right there for me. Really, and, I consider that movie like comically over the top, but I think we may have talked about that. <coughs> the one thing I did want to mention, though, about Ridley is that he directed maybe for me one of the most beautiful pictures uh, visually I've ever seen. Which was? it's in my top say five all time visual epics. Which was? You should know. What's what? What do we have on our? Podcast. Oh, right, right, right. 1492. Conquest of Paradise. Conquest it's of Paradise. A, it's a terrible dookie of a movie if, you, if you're like watching it for, for performances and plot. But if you're just looking at it for the visuals, it's like a feast. Yeah. Well, but see, there's the thing is that like there's very few directors that can actually uh, in one on one side get the visuals on the other side get the performances. Right. In that movie, he kind of whiffed on the performances. Right. But he got the visuals. Uh-huh. In, like, say, for example, Gladiator. Yeah. He, he kind of got both, really. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get maybe as good visuals. And well, whatever. because I think sometimes where, uh, with Ridley, he, he likes over-the-top performances. And in some places that works, and in some places that doesn't. Because, like, okay, here's a story from Blade Runner. Okay. Oh my god. I read a whole the Blade whole, Runner is one of my by the way, just for anybody's listening, Blade Runner, I love Blade Runner. Even though it's indecipherable, I love it. <laughs> so there's a scene in there where where he goes into a bar and talks to the bar manager. Right. You'll remember. Yes. And the guy has like four lines. Yeah. Now the this on the set it was it Ridley was infamous 
for doing multiple take after take after take to try and get performances out of his actors. Right. And everybody was totally confused that day because the guy did his like four lines and Ridley just said, cut, print, we're done. Yeah. And it's a totally overblown performance. Sure. Get him another drink. No, Man's I... dry. Yeah, and no, like, I, well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What... But does that mean, okay, but for you, does that indicate that either A, he just said, you know, fuck it, we're just going to go with this guy who's completely natural at this point, or B, does it say that he was trying to prove somebody wrong at some point? Possibly. But I don't know. I I, I think, I, I mean, I mean, you look at his career and you've got, uh, you know, one of the best parts of Thelma and Louise is that, is the truck driver. Oh God! The truck so driver was awesome, <laughs> so unbelievably over the top, but so hilarious. I too. bet you called us beavers on your CD radio, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, yeah, sure did, sure did. <laughs> you bitches from hell! That's that was the best. awesome. <laughs> you know what's funny though is that I will say this, and I think maybe we need to clear, uh, close out the Ridley Scott okay. uh, discussion here fairly soon, right? But I will say this, Ridley Scott, as opposed to almost any director that you can, that you or me mm. could name, yeah. has run the gamut of uh, genre movies yeah. and basically done anyone that he can well uh-huh. or any that he has done well. Right. Like, okay, Thelma and Louise, this this sort of uh, female empowerment movie. He created um, that genre, yeah. Right. Uh, Gladiator, he brought back the fucking sword and sandal epic. Yeah. Um, uh, Black Hawk Down, he sort of, in a way, reinvented a war movie mm-hmm. thing. Um, well, you know... Alien. For sure. You know, he remade the horror movie almost. Uh-huh. Um, so it's almost like... The guy has so many credits under his belt of the things that he's done. Yeah. That, but at the same time, if you said to somebody, who was somebody who reinvented A, B, or C genre? Uh-huh. Ridley Scott would never come up. Probably not. In fact, I remember, I remember making, uh, convincing my brother, if he's listening, at one point um, by making the argument... That Ridley may be the most influential filmmaker of the last 30 years. Maybe even only related to Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner and Alien, there have been so many imitators and people who tried to, you know, copy it stylistically that it, it, you know, it's... Yeah, but see, the thing is, I mean, I would... That's see that's a that's a that's a loaded question in a way because mm. it's like an influential filmmaker might be somebody who made a big splash but at the same time Ridley Scott but here Well but hear my me point out. my point is is that people wanted to copy him and people have been trying to reach those places that he got to a long time ago. Still. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. But my point is is that okay Ridley Scott made an impression mm. very subtly. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you can say, and no offense to Ridley Scott, because we're, we, we basically agree on this point, is that um, 
he made a huge impression. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alien, Blade Runner. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, all these movies, Black Hawk Down, Gladiator, all these movies. Mm-hmm. But yet, none of those were necessarily uh, this explosion in movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Alien certainly was a big hit, and Blade Runner is the biggest cult movie of all time. Right. And, uh, well, in Blade Runner, the funny thing about Blade Runner to me is that Blade Runner was one of those movies that when it came out, People were sort of like, bleh, whatever, yeah. uh-huh. you know, but when later on you look at it and you go, that movie was fucking genius. Yeah. And I always wonder because I'm like, and here's my little fanboy thing and like whatever, <laughs> yeah. but I'm a huge Harrison Ford fan. Yes. The guy, for whatever reason, like, I love the guy, but... <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't know if he was smart enough to see that that was a movie that would be like this huge thing later. Yeah. Or if he just sort of went, well, whatever. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I just did Star Wars, but something else is coming up. Yeah. Well, I think he hates the movie as far as I know. And he certainly hated uh, Sean Young. Well, who wouldn't? Oh, come on. Anyway, okay, we're done with Ridley. We're moving on. Oh, Christ. I did want to I did want to mention that I watched and I know you saw the second one, but I wanted to mention the, that I watched the trailer for Killers with Ashton Kutcher and Katherine Hegel. See, I haven't seen that one. You said that you said before we went on the tubes. Yes. That uh it reminded you of the uh the uh yeah, Cameron I was Diaz. getting to that. Whoops, okay. Did, did I, did so, I at step any rate, all over your point? Yes. Okay, so the, the plot of this movie is that Catherine Hegel goes to the, like, the south of France with her parents, who are played by Catherine O'Hara and Tom Selleck. Really? Yes. And My uh, baby. And meets Ashton Kutcher on the beaches of France. And then, you know, they go back uh, to America and he turns out to be some assassin. And I was like, hey, wait. Who, Selleck or... Uh, Kutcher, <laughs> if you can believe it. You know um, what, that was sort of a setup there. You completely shit on that. But okay, go ahead. Not very good setup. You're right. <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't a very, very good, good illusionist. Anyway. Um, well, so <laughs> but it really made me think for a second. I was like, hey, 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 wait. Haven't I seen this movie? With bigger stars? <laughs> and a larger budget? Yeah, I think it had Tom Cruise in it. And maybe maybe <laughs> Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called Night and Day and comes out like three <laughs> weeks later. But anyway. <laughs> and then didn't this movie come out like five years ago? It was called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck, dude? Apparently I mean, this You is... always read about these competitions between movies like Volcano and Dante's Peak and what have you. Yeah, Armageddon and uh, Deep Impacto Profundo. Profundo. Yes. Um, Shout out to but Charlie. A, but apparently, it's now the assassin boyfriend movie. That's oh, the, the competition. But somehow, I think Tom Cruise is likely to win over Ashton. Kutcher. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, if I had to make a bet, yeah. I would say that Tom Cruise will probably win over Ashton Kutcher. 
Well, and it's true that Night and Day looks like an action picture that's also kind of a romantic comedy, and Killers is like a romantic comedy that's also kind of possibly an action, an action movie. Right. Yeah. Well, the one thing I did like, I will say, I watched the the trailer for uh, Night and Day, uh-huh. and um, I think that <laughs> I I don't remember if we talked about this on a previous podcast or not, or if we just talked about it off you know off air, whatever. <laughs> But uh, you had said it looked it 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 looks like kind of a mess. Yeah, and it like people would consider it kind of a mess. Uh-huh. But I will say this: I think that one thing that has it has going for it mm. is that Tom Cruise in that movie, and I haven't really thought this about Tom Cruise in a long time. Right, is that he seems like he he looks like he's having a ton of fun making that movie. Yeah, like when in the scene where he shows up in the diner uh, to talk to Cameron Diaz. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. It it comes across that he is just having so much fun. True, I I'll give you that. It 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 did look like they had fun from day to day, and they all appear to have good attitudes. I will say that it's the first movie maybe that I can think of where Tom really looks old. He does look a little bit old. He. It, <laughs> It's catching I, up with him. Yes, definitely. I think you're right. I think that he he's sort of getting to the point where I don't know what he's doing. Like when it comes to because he's what he's got to be he's in, in his forties. Easy. I forties. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, if you think about it, in risky business and and uh, all the right moves, he wasn't. He was like in his early twenties. Yeah, and yeah. that was like eighty five, so that makes him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I would say late forties. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, I mean, like I said, I think he's that, no Sean Connery. Well, the, who is though, right, <laughs> Phil? Am I right? Yeah. Or uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, you know, I actually funny. had a, I had a conversation the other day with my dad about Jack Nicholson for some reason. I don't know. This is so random, but like, <laughs> my dad was like. You know what? Jack Nicholson is awesome because you know what? He he's he's the guy that's gonna say, I'm gonna fucking party until I'm like ninety. I'm gonna bang all these fucking girls. I'm gonna be like at the Lakers games. I'm gonna drink and do whatever I want and I'm gonna make movies and I'm gonna get paid tons of money to do it. So <laughs> fuck all you guys. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? That's true. That's what he does. <laughs> you know, I'll ask you a question, and maybe I'm just misremembering something, but has he essentially retired? Nicholson? I haven't seen him in a while. No, I know. The last one he... I think the last movie he did was The Bucket List, right? Which was a couple years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that... I think that Jack Nicholson basically has <laughs> sort of retired. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know... Yeah, you know maybe what? maybe Morgan Freeman could talk him into doing a movie <laughs> or whatever. Maybe. Um, you know what? I was surprised, and maybe we talked about this previously. I can't remember if it was, again, on the air or off the air. But uh, Gene Hackman, you know, he used to make five movies a year. God, I know, right? All of a sudden, just stopped making movies, and it took me like two years to realize... Hey, there hasn't been a Gene Hackman movie in a while. Well, you're right, though, because Gene Hackman, for a while, was in everything. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was the go-to old guy. Right, exactly. You need a guy over 50? Hackman will do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but no, I hear he's retired and not going to make movies, just well, doing the Oppenheimer commercials, and that's about it. Oh my god, did you, have you heard this? Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, Oh yo. lordy, lordy, lordy. Um, have you heard that, have you, I don't know how much you listen to the radio around here, uh-huh. but have you, have you heard, uh, Martin Sheen is doing... Meineke commercial was is it Meineke? Uh-huh. Uh, no, Midas. 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 Martin Sheen is doing Midas commercials on the radio. Martin Sheen. After if, like seven years of the West Wing, do you really need the money? Yeah, no. He's actually doing Midas commercials <laughs> on the radio, and I was like, really? This isn't Japan. Apparently, you didn't realize that. But it's not. (laughs) Really. You know, I was a little surprised that when Google rolled out the droid, that they picked Dawson to be the voice. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. James Vanderbeek? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want your laugh. Oh, yeah. Varsity Blues. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Took me a minute. Come on, man. We haven't done one of these in like two weeks. I prefer I prefer to remember um, not another teen movie. Yes, I do too. <laughs> okay, so good lord. Okay, where are we going with this? Um, let's uh, let's focus here, Phil. Let's um, focus. All right, let's find our happy place. Um, another we have trailer with steins of beer. Yeah, totally. Wow, the one that I always remember was the girl in the lingerie. So yeah. Well, that doesn't make such an impression on me. Yeah, you You'll know what, remember. Phil? Yeah, I know. But at the <laughs> same time, you know me well enough to know that that was what I was going to say. I, I, yes. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, I think we may have talked about it before, but mm. I would like to talk about it again. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. One other trailer that I really was uh, fairly interested in was the Iron Man 2 trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that says it all. Yeah, while I'm yawning. I don't... The first one was okay. I've never watched it again since I saw it in the theater. Really? I, I'll i go see the new one. It's not so exciting for me. See, for I like the first one. But it's one of those movies that I'm like, hey, that was great. I don't need to watch it ever again. Really? See, for me, like, I don't know. like That was one of the few sort of recent... Superhero movie movies. Mm. Movies. Movies. <laughs> yes, I love the movies. That um that was actually really like it got it sort of cat it like got the spirit of a comic book, which is supposed to be kind of fun and right. whatever. Uh-huh. And I think that had a lot to do with Robert Downey Jr. being in it. Yeah. And I think he really got it. Uh-huh. And I'm really sort of wondering if the second one is going to be able to get that back. Somehow, just from having seen the trailer, it looks to me like they like went vastly over the top for this second one. You know what? I, I got that impression too. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but I think you could have been fine with just Mickey Rourke. Like, why is Scarlett Johansson in the movie? Because she's a freaking redhead with big tits, dude. It's not like they needed it in the first one. All they had was Gwyneth. Oh, Gwyneth. I'm sorry, Gwyneth, but, you know, if you're listening, I don't like you. 
I just don't. But okay, Scarlett Johansson, if you're listening, give me a call. Um, dude, I swear to God, what? Okay, class it up here. Okay, sorry. At least Gwyneth has some class. You're saying that Scarlett Johansson doesn't have some tits. I mean, class. <laughs> okay, so anyway, yes. yes. You always have to have a second uh, villain slash foil in the second one. Okay? Do you? I just don't get it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but hear me out. Though. I mean, I get the, uh, the, you gotta top the original. No, just make another good movie and we'll be fine. This is exactly the point I made when I first saw the trailer to not you, but uh, my friend that I watched the trailer with, okay? I said, there's no reason that you have to get bigger, 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 bigger in the second one. Yeah. Because sometimes have to make a good movie. Spider-Man 3, it doesn't work. Really? But here's the thing, is that you look at the formula, okay? Even going back to Batman, yeah. okay? Batman Returns, mm-hmm. there was two villains. There yeah. wasn't just one. Right. Okay. Um, any sort of sequel to a blockbuster uh-huh. conforms to that same formula. I know, and I think it. I think it's a recipe for disaster most of the time. Batman, uh, all, of all those sequels where they kept trying to top each other, only one of them works really, and that's because it was Tim Burton going crazy, and it ends up being pretty fun. Sure. And the thing is, too, is that in that sequel, they sort of, they, they were able to coexist. But that's very, very rare. Right. You know, I mean, look at, uh, uh, like you said, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Sandman and fucking Venom. Uh, Venom. It's like, those were more or less separate storylines. Right. You know, so what's the point of having both in the movie? Yeah, and honestly, sometimes it really feels clogged. Sure. You know, that. I mean, I know the, the temptation is you get two villains and then they team up and it seems really bad for the bad guy, but fuck off. Just give them a, one good villain and it'll be great. Well, the reason that people liked fucking uh, Iron Man so much mm. was because it was a fun movie. Yeah. And, you know... Robert Downey Jr. was a, a fun guy to kind of root for, to whatever. Yeah. Uh, so why fuck with that? You know? I don't know. No, no, no. But I will say that I will definitely go see Iron Man just because... Hey, they put Gary Shandling in the movie and that's worth the price of admission, my <laughs> That friend. alone will get my... Twelve fifty or whatever it is. Hey, I'm like I I I may you know I say this all the time, but I may literally be the only person who liked what planet are you from? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? That made me laugh. I wouldn't say that I'm like a huge fan of it necessarily, but it did make me laugh. I did. It did. I like it. Gary Shandling makes me laugh. Honestly, Gary Shandling. I can't take for very long. Well, yeah, it was it was good in half hour increments exactly. for the for that Gary exactly. Shandler show and the and the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. Where do we go from I don't Iron know! Man? How do we go from Iron Man to Gary Shandler? Because he's okay. in it. God, okay. Make God, the leap here. Good lord. Arr. 
This is going to be the shortest podcast ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you're going to storm off? Yeah, I mean, I'm watch. done. I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, Ben. <laughs> no, Ben. Okay, Simpson fans don't know what I'm talking about. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So moving on yes. to the section that may be sort of the shorter section. We'll see how it goes. Okay. But uh, the uh, the movies that I've rewatched that you haven't seen in forever. We'll call this, like I said at the top, the then and now portion. Also underscored then and don't remember. Then and don't remember. Right. Exactly. So first off, my first one is going to be uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Of course. Which I don't think we've talked about on the podcast I, before. I know we haven't. Um, it's uh, It was great. You know, I loved it when I was 10. I, used, I remember watching like that and the, and the sequel over and over and over again for a while. Yeah. See, I never liked the sequel. I just, whatever. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. But, okay, Revenge of the Nerds was honestly one of my very favorite movies yeah. growing up. And it was funny watching it going, like, I watched it literally, like, I think two nights ago. Uh-huh. And I was like, how is it that my mom let me watch this movie? <laughs> because the thing was, it's like, there were so many really dirty jokes in that movie and, like, whatever, and that I didn't get at the time. Yeah. And I think maybe my mom knew that, like, I didn't get them. Uh-huh. So, I, I was just thinking, oh, it's funny, you know? The, <laughs> the nerds are getting revenge and whatever. And there were so many freaking dirty jokes yep. that I just didn't get. <laughs> Flew over the table. Exactly. Okay, now here's the question. Is it the first one or the second one that has the scene where the, the jocks are in the hot tub and, like, moose... Goes and takes a piss for like the entire five minute scene. Okay, that's the second one, and that's Ogre, by the way. Whatever. Sorry, Ogre. Ogre. What the fuck? No, that's the second one. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the second one to me was never really that funny, but I will say there was one joke that completely killed me. Okay. When I saw the second one, and I knew, and at the time I was old enough to actually get it. Uh the the hotel that the nerds go to stay in because yeah. they can't get into the real good hotel was called the hotel the motel Ho- uh coral sussex yeah and the way that they like got everybody to come to their party at the end was that they blacked out some of the sign and it said hot oral sex i always remember that <laughs> and <laughs> that's just me i guess okay so, but anyway, <laughs> revenge. Because if you saw a hotel with that sign, you'd be like, I'd be "I'm like, there. I'm going in that hotel right now." <laughs> uh, but no, like that's right. Was, the, the second one is the Fort Lauderdale one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So the thing that, that that kills me about that whole s- series or that movie in particular uh-huh. was that it was it was dirty, but it was fun like yeah. there's a very delicate balance between being dirty mm. for the sake of being dirty yeah. and then and then dirty 
just and having fun with it. Well, sure, but there are a lot of movies like that from the eighties and late seventies, like uh, Porky's and Meatballs, and yeah, and see, but the thing is, to me, it's just like I think that there's a there's sort of like if you try to make a movie like Revenge of the Nerds right now. They'd pour it on would the ranch. Be, it would be so dirty that like you wouldn't have the fun part of it. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. Maybe some people like our age, you know, whatever, will, will make a movie that's sort of fun and somewhat dirty at the same time. As opposed to being like sort of having a darker edge of dirty. Right. Does that make sense? Uh, it does. Well, I, I, because, like, I'll tell you, and, and I think maybe we talked about it previously, but movies like uh, The Hangover and what have, what have you, they go so far over the top in kind of dirty, raunchy humor that I just don't find it funny anymore. Yeah, and, but see, for me, The, the Hangover, like, that's, that's sort of a different... Well, but, okay, maybe I'll rephrase. Uh, when you compare the humor of today to the humor of the 80s, they're both raunchy. Sure, but the humor in the '80s had also was tinged with kind of a sweet innocence. Sure, and today it's combined with cynicism. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Do you think that that's okay? No, I, I completely understand what you're saying. But do you think that that is more of a sign of like our times or whatever, or is that sort of a backlash against the comedies that did come out for a while that were all just um, goofy and stupid. Like what? Well, like something like, I don't know, Happy Gilmore or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Happy Gilmore had lots of language, but it was, it was you know, not raunchy for the most sure, part. Right. At least I don't recall it being that way. No, it wasn't. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, once you graduated from the 80s to the 90s, you had a lot of Goofy, and you had the Naked Guns, and you had Spy Art. It was the age of Wesley sure. Nielsen for a sure. long time. Yeah, for a while. So it was the age of slapstick comedy, and maybe that did beget this cynicism. But I also think it's just a sign of the times, too. Yeah, but, okay, here's the thing. Okay, let me ask you this, then. And this is, a, this is a very honest question, and not just coming from the discussion we have. If, if, like, say, for example, somebody made a movie mm. that was sort of like, uh, like Revenge of the Nerds uh-huh. right now, uh, even almost, say, say if somebody even remade Revenge of the Nerds. Right. Okay. Do you think that they could capture that sort of, uh, raunchiness, but yet not cynical raunchiness? I think they, I think they do, and they, and to a certain extent, they have because, in some ways, without remaking it, they remade it and called it the House Bunny. Sure, yeah, but you know what though? Here's the thing: it's like I watched the House Bunny not too long ago, honestly, uh-huh. and I don't think that they they did that in the sense that it was like, oh, this is like this uh, raunchy comedy, uh, because for one. And and this is gonna sound maybe kind of dumb, but like Revenge of the Nerds, and I just watched this. Yeah, you know they showed a lot of tits and boobs and butts and stuff sure, like that. Sure. But it wasn't like dirty. Yeah, and you know what's funny is I don't know. In some ways, movies have 
have gotten more puritanical. And I sure. don't know why that... I guess maybe it's to try and draw in female viewers, but there's a yeah. lot less TNA in movies today. Right. You're exactly right. Either that or they are like way over in the other side where there's tons of TNA... And they don't. They say, "Well, we don't give a crap about female viewers. We're just gonna try and get the frat guys or something." Yeah, but there's not too much of that anymore. Yeah, occasionally you'll have a Van Wilder or something, which which was funny to me. Right, but but but, but you'll have a, occasionally you'll have a movie like that or me. Um, or something along those lines where they say, "Ah, screw it. We're just making it for guys. So let's have a lot of yeah, TNA. sure, sure." But mainstream comedy used to have a lot of TNA in it. Now right. it doesn't. But see, here's the thing, though. I have, I have talked to many, many women mm. that said that Revenge of the Nerds yeah. was hilarious, uh-huh. and they loved it. Yeah. And it had TNA well, it, in it. I don't, you know, I don't want to get too deep, but it's some of the, in some ways it's the corporatization of Hollywood, where you have... Where Hollywood is no longer interested in taking too many chances, so they cut out X, Y, and Z to broaden the audience as much as possible. Sure. So that you can well, get a PG thirteen instead of an R. Sure. No, I get that. But here's the thing that, like, like I said, going back to the original question, do you think that if whoever it was, I don't, I don't care who it was, it was me and you or somebody else or whatever, tried to remake say, Revenge of the Nerds, uh-huh. okay? Because remakes are all the rage and that's all they ever do. Right. But if we, if you if you and me tried to remake Revenge of the Nerds, could we recapture that funny spirit without being, like, sort of... Uh, and, again, this is not just you and me, but, like... As cynical, you mean? Yeah, like... We, could we get that in that, like, have that sweet, like, sort of spirit of it? I'll tell you, yes. Because I saw a movie a few years ago that really reminded me of an 80s movie, Update. Because it, okay. was, it was really raunchy, especially in its subject matter. Okay. But it still had a sweet innocence about it. And it was, it's one of my favorite comedies of the last ten years, and it is called The Girl Next Door. Really? With Emil Hirsch? Yeah, no, I, I know what movie I you're talking about. I love that movie. And it is, it, it has that tinge of innocence with the raunch, and I found it hilarious and a great movie. You know what's funny, though? Is it's like, I know, I mean, I've seen that movie. Mm. That movie came across to me mm. as a little bit more on the sort of, I don't know, like, Raunchy side a little bit. I think you're misremembering it because yeah, you you might be right though because I haven't seen that in a long time. Because I mean, you've got the scenes where like he's imagining uh, leaving school early and the cop like shoots him in the head or something. Well, the the best one though, and at the end, of course, they they're not actually making a porno. They're making a section a sex instruction video. Right. Well, and the best part about that movie was like when he's sort of imagining it, and the girl was like. With her, with his parents, yeah, and she was like, "And yes, I take (laughs) my shirt, whatever." I mean, that was awesome. And you know what? You, uh, the more that I think about it, 
just now, I, I thought I said you may not be right, but I was completely wrong because I think that you are very right about that. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I think there's a very, very, very uh, move, um, like a movement against making something that is sweet yeah. in a way uh-huh. and also making it sort of like, you know, hey, look, you know, guys want to see boobs and whatever. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. It's like in the 80s, there are so many movies that I have talked to my friends and whatever. They go, I love that movie, Revenge of the Nerds. And there's a ton of nudity in that movie. Yeah. Not not guy nudity, but they're just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like they just are like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw that guy's butt. But, like, you don't see that anymore. No, you don't. Where do we go with this? Good Lord. Know. Okay. But it's it's very true. They... I don't. For some reason, they've gotten away from both of those concepts: innocence and like falling in love for the first kind, first time, kinda, and um, TNA. Those things you rarely see in movies. Yeah, you, you sort of see them more like the like with the Hangover. And see, I will say this: with the Hangover, you know, and we talked about the Hangover before, but uh, with the Hangover, I thought that was very funny because. It was sort of like this weird, like, trippy, sort of, yeah. you know, what happened movie. I, I know the excuse. I didn't get it from the movie. <laughs> the excuse? What's the excuse? <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've talked to several people who liked it and thought it was funny and have tried to explain why it was funny to me. And I just, half the jokes I'd seen a dozen times before and the other half weren't funny. That's, that's my opinion on the movie. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll go there then. Woo-hoo. All right. So, jeez. Um, um, we only have time for like one more. I know, right? Um, let's see. Any other trailers? You said that there was a trailer that came out just the other day that you wanted to see the new... Was the Oh, new? no, I, I was wrong. Because I, I thought I had read an article on Inception and I thought they had a new trailer, but they didn't. Oh, fuck you, Inception. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hit um, me, Christopher Nolan. No. I swear to God, I'll do anything. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, uh, let's see. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, there was some other trailer I saw that looked fucking great, and now I cannot remember because I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> um, okay, I guess not. <laughs> Oh, um, right. okay. Like once again, we're gonna go out with a whimper and not a bang. Oh come on! Oh, all right. Um, Just to take us out, I'll mention that I watched Ninja Assassin. Oh, good lord! Ninja Assassin, really? Okay, you know what? This is gonna take us out on a bang because I can't believe you fucking watched that bullshit. What do you mean? Okay, fucking so- okay. Go ahead. All You're, right, you first. <laughs> it's not a good movie, but. Uh, <laughs> I will say that the, you know, some of the action scenes were fun to watch. Sure. And, um... Just you know, like Hudson Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Menthol, ew. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it starred Korean pop star Rain. And, yes, you have to phrase his name that way. Korean pop star Rain. You yes. can't say just Rain. In fact... 
when the credits came up, and Disembodio may vouch for this, is that when the credits came up and it said Rain, I yelled at this, my TV screen that no, it was Korean pop star Rain. Nice. <laughs> pop okay. sensation Rain. Continue. But anyway, so he is some, you know, renegade ninja because the ninja master killed his girlfriend who was like a ninja in training because she tried to run away, and so he's been killing the ninjas ever since. And this girl who works for Interpol, I don't know, somehow Dude, gets... seriously? Shush! This is so fucking tired. Who hasn't been there? I've had this fucking play out in my entire life. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, for all intents, that's just like white noise, and you're like, get to the ninja shit. And, um, and so finally they did, and I'll have to say that the final battle scene between Korean pop sensation Rain and uh, the Ninja Master um, was great. It was, it was great filmmaking. With the, with, it was all done in this burning dojo, and they're all standing there, you know, silhouetted in the fire, and you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. That's um, my thoughts on the movie. Okay. My <laughs> thoughts on the movie, which I have not seen... Is that I'm not going to see Ninja Assassin. <sighs> I know you. I remember you saying when I talked about seeing the trailer long ago and far away uh, right. that you hated ninja movies and refused to. See I will them. not watch a ninja movie. That's I. You know what? That's just me, man. You know what? I have. Uh, and I will say on the record right now, uh, I am a complete hypocrite. All my freaking tattoos that I have on my body are Asian. Uh-huh. Okay. Dragons. Uh, uh, yeah, characters. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. But I will not watch a fucking ninja movie because they're fucking retarded. And every single time I've tried to watch one and thought, you know, I'm going to expand my mind. Uh-huh. Nope. Just can't do it. So you've never seen like Hero or Nope. Any of them. I saw the one. Yeah, that's not a ninja movie. It had some a Asian guy in it. Movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, All right, Phil. <laughs> on, that note, on that note we're taking off. We're gonna we're gonna Oh God! You may contact us about you know some. Uh, if you live in Canada, okay. you can charge Amos with uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with some you know equality rights violation yeah. or something for for his previous comments. But uh, otherwise, you can reach us at uh, canyoufbi at gmail dot com. You can find us on iTunes and at Podcast with Sleen Chas fourteen ninety two. I'm doing your job. Fucking A. This is the film. Go for it, dude. <laughs> and uh, let's see if I can do this. Okay. Okay. Come on, you fucking believe You did it fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs>